Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Of our risen Savior, Jesus. Amen. My friends, as we know, death swallows up physical life. This is not something that I have to explain much on. We all know the sting of death. We've experienced it with the death of our loved ones, family, and friends. We see it all around us. Death that swallows up physical life, which is a harsh reality that we all face. Even though it is difficult to think about, death has, we could say, a very strong appetite. It's a very strong appetite for life. We must keep in mind that death feasts upon life, though, in different ways. For example, sometimes death, it comes along and nibbles away at life over decades until it finally devours the whole person in the very end. For example, a person can experience a battle with cancer one moment, then a couple years later, that cancer leads to pneumonia, and then an infection, and then death. In other words, each of these is actually a small bite of death that we experience in life. Each inflicts a bit of pain. Each consumes valuable life in a person. Other times, though, death, it comes along and swallows us whole, up in one big bite. For example, a sudden car accident, a heart attack, if you will, or a sudden stroke, taking the person immediately, taking the whole person at once. Indeed, death can take one big bite that leads to death itself, the end of life, at one time. Now, whether death comes and nibbles away at you and me, or whether death comes and takes one big gulp, one big bite, it really does not matter. Because in the end, yes, in the end, death, well, it devours us. In the end, as you know, death takes and comes and feasts upon us, feasts upon life. And so here we sit this morning in our pews with death, yes, death licking its chops, We sit with the knowledge of death's appetite, and it makes us uncomfortable. It should. Hearing about this should make us squirm in our pew, in our seat, to contemplate, to think about it. Now, you would think that with all the advancements in medical science that we have in our day and age, that we would have the ability to stop death and its appetite for physical life. However, the only thing that we have been able to do is this, is to suppress, yes, to suppress death's appetite, to maybe perhaps hold it off for a moment. But even so, in the very end, with all the advancements of medical science, death still has to eat because death has an enormous, an enormous appetite for life. To the point, death never stops hungering for life. Its appetite for life is intimidating and unsettling to us. There is no hiding from death for it is always coming and sniffing out physical life. There's no way to suppress it. Death's appetite for life always hungers, and there's no way to conquer death, for it is just too powerful. Its teeth are just too sharp. Its jaw is just too powerful. But in spite of all of this, we gather in this sanctuary, you gather in this sanctuary, together we gather in this sanctuary this morning with a glimmer of hope. We even have confidence and assurance as we sit in these pews this morning, in spite of everything that was just mentioned about death and its appetite. 
That is right, we sit here in our pews with rest, with peace, and with confidence, contrary to all appearances. You see, we are gathered into this sanctuary knowing full well that death devours life. We are not denying that by any means, in any shape, in any form. We acknowledge that, that death does have an appetite for life, and that we cannot do anything about it. We simply cannot do anything about it. No amount of strength, no amount of intelligence, no amount of grit can postpone the appetite of death. And yet, and yet we still have confidence. We still have confidence this morning. We may even have a bit of a sneer on our faces towards death. We may even have a little bit of a taunting grin. You know, one of those smiles where you smile, where you think you know something that the other one doesn't know, where you actually do know something that somebody else doesn't know, a taunting grin towards death with a little bit of sneer towards death. And the reason why, the confidence, the reason why, the assurance, the reason why that you have rest this morning, the reason why you have peace in your soul, it's because we know something about death that is a game changer. We know something that changes the tables, that changes everything, that turns the tables. We know something about death that indeed changes everything this morning, and that is this. We hear this loud and clear. The Lord will swallow up death forever. Hear that yet again. Let it, let it ring in your ears. Get into your ears, into your bones itself. The Lord will swallow, <laughs> the Lord will swallow death forever. You see, in our Old Testament reading from this morning, the prophet Isaiah speaks some wonderful words. And we hear that contrary to all appearances and contrary to all that we know about death, again, the tables have been turned on death itself. That is right. Isaiah tells us boldly and confidently that everything has been overturned. Everything has been altered. Everything has been changed with death. You see, Isaiah gives a full, staggering promise to you and me that the Lord will swallow up death forever. Now, listen to that promise. Hear that promise. Let it resonate again in your ears, into your mind, your soul, and into your bones. Let it take root. Isaiah says that the Lord will swallow up death. Death which devours you and me as its prey is actually prey to the Lord. As they say, there's always a bigger fish, right? There's always a bigger fish. And that bigger fish is none other than Christ Jesus. And so there is someone that swallows death for you, and that is Christ. Jesus, we could say, is death's destruction. Jesus is a plague to death. As death swallows up life, well, Jesus, who is life, swallows up death. But you may say to yourself, wasn't Jesus devoured by death on Good Friday? Right? I mean, he was devoured by death on Good Friday. We recall just a couple days ago that bloody cross, our Christ being hung, bleeding, and dying on that cross, saying those words, it is finished, dying on that cross. So Jesus, was he devoured by death? Well, yes, he was. But keep in mind that Jesus, he gave up his life on his own accord, as we hear in the Gospel of John. And that death was not something that forced Jesus into the grave, as if Jesus was some sort of helpless victim. No, you see, Jesus, he gave himself, get that, he gave himself into death. Willingly and on his own accord, he gave himself into death for you. 
for me. He did this as an act of love. He became obedient to death on the cross on our behalf. And after Jesus gave himself into death, well, we know the rest of the story as we celebrate today that Christ, he actually ripped a hole in death's belly itself. Jesus, he actually shattered death's jaw. He knocked the sharp teeth out of the mouth of death. Yes, through Christ's death and resurrection, he actually swallows, he swallows up death forever. So when the Lord swallows up death, well, the implications of this are quite profound. Death comes to an end for you, for me. Indeed, it comes to an end. You see, dear friends, just like a whirlpool in an ocean that sucks everything into itself, just like a black hole in space that absorbs and pulls everything into itself, anything that comes near it, well, when the Lord swallows death, death is abolished, it is removed, it ceases to have its way, it is powerless. This is why the Apostle Paul taunts death the way that he does in the epistle of 1 Corinthians. We are familiar with this. This passage is familiar to us. Listen to the Apostle Paul, what he says to death. Listen to his taunting that he does. Death, you are swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word? Yes, yeah, so who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? Who's afraid of you now, O death? The Apostle Paul knows that in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin and guilt and death, are gone because Christ is risen. And so today, this resurrection morning, you and I have confidence this morning as we sit in these pews. We have confidence, like Isaiah and like the Apostle Paul, that death is swallowed in triumphant life. We know that we have a Savior that is not death to us, but life to us. We know that Jesus is not kind to death, but on the great last day he will come and unite your soul our souls and body together, resurrecting us from the dead, from our graves, calling us out of our graves. Yes, on that great last day, the Lord will reunite your body and soul together, knitting you back together as a whole person so that you may stand fully alive on two feet and confess the glory of Christ. And on that great last day, again, the graves will literally burst forth and they will cough you up. Your graves will cough you up not dead, but alive, full of life. And on that great day, you will be delivered from the jaws of death forever because of Christ, who is the victor over death itself. Baptized saints, hear the good news this day. Hear this wonderful news. Christ Jesus swallows death for you. Jesus is bigger than your death because he is bigger than the tomb. Therefore, this morning, have cheer, have confidence, have assurance, have peace. The nailed, scarred hands of Jesus will draw you safely out of sin. The pierced feet of Jesus snapped shut the jaws of eternal death. The resurrected Lord will call you forth from the tomb on that very last day, uniting body and soul forever. And so today, we taunt death. We mock death itself. Death, oh death, who are you? You are swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, death, oh? Oh, death, who got the last word? 
O death, who's afraid of you now? Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.